the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. We all have developer horror stories from language barriers to bad code to developing on time. That's why I recommend using b7dev.com. They're affordable, fast, and more importantly, trustworthy. Go to b7dev.com. Want to scale your growth faster? Games Boost 42 gives you early access to your app store revenues, allowing you to multiply your growth without losing equity. See how they can help you grow by visiting gamesboost42.com. That once again is gamesboost, the number 42.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters. .com, the place you go when you want action-packed content related to growing your app downloads. And more importantly, and the theme of this particular interview is going to be all about how to increase your revenue. And today, I've got a phenomenal guest, mutual friend of ours, Ryan Yada. Kept shouting him out during our podcast interview. And I'll, immediately after that interview, I was like, let me look up Jordan Blackman, hit him up on LinkedIn, and hopefully he'll say yes in coming on and doing this podcast episode. So Jordan Blackman is the owner of Bright Black Associates. If you want to work with him, he's worked with multiple eight, nine, and even 10-figure products for companies like, you know them all, EA Sports, Zynga, Ubisoft, the Pokemon Company, Ellen, and many more. You can learn more if you want to work with Jordan by going to brightblack.co, brightblack.co. All that is already linked up into the show notes. But Jordan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Steve. It's great to be here. I got my LaCroix. I'm ready to rock. <laughs> LaCroix, I love it, man. All right, Jordan, let's start with this. So client comes to you and says, hey, let's work together. And you said you primarily work with games. So like 90% of the things that you work, clients you work with are games. But what is your process for evaluating a product? Yeah, so, you know, I've been doing like game audits for mobile apps for like 12 years. So I, I realized when you asked me this question that I've, I've had a way that I've built up of doing it that I haven't really... Um, haven't really said, oh, this is how I do it. But w the main thing that I do is I have a, I use a model of the app that's like a three layered onion. So I think of it as these three different layers. In the core, you have the, the core loop, which is like the part of the gameplay that's repeated over and over again. Think about Zelda when Zelda, or think about Zelda when Link goes into a, a new area and fights the monsters and completes it, that's the core loop, right? So like Link is, a, is sort of the metaphor of the core loop. Then you have the second layer, which is the progression loop. And the progression loop are all the different things that the player can do to upgrade and to improve and to grow. They're finding new areas, they're getting new weapons, whatever it is that they're doing, that would be a metaphor for the progression. And then the, the last layer is the aspiration loop. This is the overarching goal. Who can you, who can the player become by playing? What, what is their main goal? You know, um, I think of Friends in the TV show Friends, you know, Ross and Rachel getting together was sort of like the aspiration of the show. Once yeah. that happens, the show's kind of over. Um, so, you know, in, in a game, these aspirations could be the story. It could be the player becoming like a master of the eSport or whatever, but it's some bigger vision that they have. And in, in Zelda, that's Princess Zelda herself. You want to save her. She's sort of representative of this aspiration loop. So I look into each of these loops and probably spend the most time on the core loop. There are about 12 specific qualities that I'm looking for. Um, 
and most games aren't going to have all of them. You just want to see like where are the strengths and the weaknesses. So for example, um, one of the things I look for is, is this, is the, the experience relatable to a new player? Like if you have a football game, a player can come in and they know exactly what they're doing because they understand football already. Right. Or even something like Tinder, where you're swiping left and right, that metaphor, they understand already. On the other hand, if you've built a game, even a really fun, addictive game, but to engage with it, the player has to learn a bunch of new, totally new kind of abstract concepts. Mm. You're going to have a hard time getting traction, especially on mobile. So that would be one of the core loop qualities that I look for. And I can talk about a few more as well, but um, you know, I'll, I'll let you kind of Please. decide where you want to take this. I'm like just taking notes, man. Professor Jordan, you're in session, my friend. <laughs> I'm just here taking notes. <laughs> okay, cool. So then like another thing I'll look at is does the does the core loop have optional depth? And this this isn't something I, I invented. These are things, pieces I pulled from all sorts of different places. But the idea of optional depth is you want a game that's super simple to play and understand, right, for mobile. But you also want there to be some extra piece that the player can engage with if they want a little more depth, but they don't have to engage with. They can completely ignore it um, if, if they would like to. So for example, in Ms. Pac-Man, um, you know, your goal is to get all these, uh, get those corner dots, right? And to get all the dots, um, but there's the fruit. And if you want, you can go after the fruit. And if you do, you'll get more points and you know, you'll do better. You'll go up the high scores, but it's optional. So that, that optional goal is very important in mobile so that it's both super easy for those players who just want to like jump in and, you know, not even pay attention, but has just that extra little bit of depth for players who, you know, want to get more engaged or when a player who's been playing for longer can see like, oh, there's, oh, there's more to this. Um, so that's another, that's another one of these 12 things. Uh, also dynamic. So, you know, you want this thing to be simple, but you want the pieces to be, um, have enough variability that you can craft a lot of dynamic experiences. So like in super Mario brothers, you're basically just jumping on platforms. Yeah. There's not that much to it mechanically, but dynamically what they can do with those mechanics is unlimited. So that's another kind of quality that you, that you want in a, in your mobile game. Cause you want it to be super easy to pick up and play, but also be able to offer enough difference down the road that the player is going to stay engaged. So those are some of the core loop things that, that I look for. Now, when I look at the progression loop, I'm basically looking for, um, now a lot of people think that this is the same as a monetization loop, but monetization can go in all sorts of different places. It can be in the core. It's a lot of times it is different progression layers, but, um, but it can be in, in many different pla places. But the progression loop is not just one loop. Like the core loop, there's only one core loop. But the progression loop, you can progress in your level, you can progress your experience, you could progress your weapon, you could, you, there's so many different things you could do. And you want that, you want it to be like a bag of candy. And like all the candies are different, right? When you come back from Halloween, you wanna have like some of the taffies and some chocolates and some Hershey's kisses. And that's fun. Like you don't want to have the same thing. So you want to make sure that the progression has like this texture and these different flavors um, and, and the right kind of timing. I'll, I'll talk about that in a second, but those are some of the things that I look for on the, um, on the progression side. And then, you know, aspiration, is there, is there a vision for a way that where the player is going what is the story and does the player understand that progression that story 
right away, right? Like good games engage you in the aspiration right away so that you have that bigger picture to drive you through the tutorial, to drive you through learning the thing. Um, and so those, that's kind of like the, the layers of the onion model. So I start with that. That gives me a really good sense of the kind of product as a whole, as a product. Um, I also do a compulsion analysis. So basically I look at the game at different, different time frames, second to second, minute to minute, session to session, week to week, month to month. What are the activities and rewards that you're doing on those time frames, right? Because it's it's similar to this core versus progression versus aspiration, but it's a slightly different way where I kind of map it out on a on a map of time, and the time is repeating time. It's not like overtime, right? Because your second to second keeps happening every month. You're, there's a month to month, so the month to month might be like some sort of leaderboard or event or whatever. But you want to map all these things out over time loops and then look for holes. Where is something missing? Maybe there's not enough to bring the person back session to session. Maybe there's all sorts of great session return mechanics, but there's not a week to week piece, you know? So you want to, so I do, so I look at it like that. You, you, does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. Um, I also look to see like, is this product, does this have the potential to be a category king? Because in mobile, as you know, you know, it, there's not room for like thousands of all these different kinds of apps. There are big winners. And, you know, in a, in a lot of cases, there are only big winners. There's a two, three, or one successful app. And then everyone else is just like really scrambling and struggling. So I like to get a sense of, does this product have the potential to be a category, you know, king or queen or whatever. Mm. Um, and, you know, and then you got to understand the genre a little bit because not every genre is like that. Some game types, like there's tons of match three games people play. You don't need to be a category king to do match three or to do a slot machine. Because when someone plays a slot machine game, they probably play like five of them. But if you're playing, you know, a battle royale game, you're probably only playing one. So it's a lot harder to be like number five in the battle royale category. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So I kind of, I, I like to look at that to sort of get a sense, like maybe they need to make a bigger change. You know, if they don't have a chance in the, in the kind of category they're in, I'm going to tell them that. Um, and then I do a lot of the sort of same stuff that I think a lot of people do. I look at the Fatui, I look at the onboarding funnel, I look at the KPI, um, what else? The advertising inventory, what are the offers? What's the store look like? Is the store integrated into these loops, mm -hmm. the levels, you know, all that, all that stuff as well. Hey Jordan, just to summarize a little bit, the loops. I thought there were four, so I might just uh, I might might have missed it. But the core loops that I remember, core. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, the loops that I do remember, core progression and aspiration. Was there another loop that I might have missed? Nope. That's okay, it. those are the things. What I loved about what you said was in the core loop. I think you called it the in depth loop, like going one depth. For it was something where you're like, hey, you don't have to do this, but you uh, can. The well, optional you, depth. Optional the optional depth. depth. I love that because. I didn't, I don't know if you made up that term, but I, I was like, when I'm looking at games, I'm like, there's something to this game and I can't describe it, but there's something to this game that makes it more appealing. And I, the example I love to use is color switch versus flight. And then I'm using more like very like simple, like casual game type of hyper casual type of games. But I'm like flight, I saw it first and it was featured by Apple. And I was like, okay, I've seen this. And then color switch, like, hey, this is just like flight. But then it added this depth to it where, you know, the color switch mechanism, because they're pretty much the same 
core loop mechanism, I believe. So you correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not an expert in any of this stuff. But I was like, you know, this is a great two games. One that was brought, you know, like launched earlier, didn't take off as much as this other one that just completely took off. And so, yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And, you know, that goes back to the category king thing, because a category may be vulnerable to a new king. Right. Mm. And, and you might say, oh, this the category king right now isn't doing a bunch of these things. Therefore, we do have a shot of taking over that category. I you see. know? Yeah. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.